0: Hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, happy day to you, sir.
1: I uh, think there's a lot of strange stuff going on in the news. Of course, now there's evidence that they know exactly who had uh, the cocaine in the White House. Still not saying. Even Bongino came out and said they know exactly
0: who it is. FBI has fingerprints that leads right to the mouse. I have some audio from Dan Bongino right now. There's no way that this should
2: have went down the way it did. Let me just say, as a again, as a personal plea to my former colleagues in the Secret Service who I adore and love, don't do it to that agency what the FBI did to itself. Okay. If you're not familiar with how Secret Service security works at the White House, but I'll get into details, but enough where you'll understand what happened. When you go in the West Wing, right, it's totally different than the East Wing. The West Wing is a limited access area. The East Wing is large, they do tours. Thousands of people go through there, okay? Ushers, staff, whatever. The West Wing is limited access, even more limited access on the weekend. And not that many people can get tours. It's really hard. People used to come to me for tours of the West Wing all the time. And I was like, I I can't do anything for you. They're limited access. So there's probably less than 200 people who could have left this cocaine. By the way, in a bag, which is plastic, which is non-porous, meaning it's probably not that hard to pull a latent print. They got to know who did it. The question is who's pressuring them to find out, uh, uh, to not find out who did it. And it's got to be coming from this White House. This is terrible. Just don't destroy this agency like you did the FBI. It's, 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 It's really unbecoming. And one more thing. A lot of my uh, former colleagues in the Secret Service who retired, they are absolutely furious about this. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I tell you I got 50 emails, communications, texts from people. This is embarrassing, humiliating. These are good guys, man, guys who've worked for Obama and Bush. You know, uh, the are nonpartisan guys. Most of them aren't even political. This is embarrassing. They know exactly who it was. Wow.
3: So uh, do these
4: people want it to come out that it was probably Hunter Biden? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, is it the question? Is is it Hunter or one of his friends? But like, here's the thing. So, I'm in the Secret Service 12 years. You know, a good amount of time. We never had this problem. So nobody by Occam's Razor, right? The process of deduction. Keep things simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Occam's Razor. Right? You got this guy. We never found coke in there before. You got a dude who's doing coke on tape. Who's got a reputation of being a cokehead? He's living in the White House. He's there on Friday. The the, the, the coke's found on Sunday. And everybody's like, gosh, who could it be? I mean, this is like, it reminds me of that Jon Stewart bit. With the COVID lab, with Stephen Colbert. Like, I don't know. What could have done it? Your card says the Wuhan coronavirus lab. Like, who could have done it? This is one of those crazy stories where you just, again, you're begging. I'm like, please don't do this. It's so, you're going to destroy faith in this elite agency. Remember. The Secret Service motto is worthy of trust and confidence. That's literally their motto. Don't do this. They know who did this. It is probably him or someone in his small circle of people. They know who it was. Get the job done. Do the right thing. And just move on. I know it's going to be tough politically, but you got to have some guts here.
0: Worthy of trust and confidence. And uh, I like what he says. Most A lot of his friends in the Secret Service are calling him, and they're ticked off. They can't believe yeah. that... Uh, the uppity ups are, are doing this.
1: Well, maybe, maybe the maybe the White House wants to uh, build distrust in that agency too. Maybe the whole thing is to take down the whole system. I don't know. Mm. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and like he said, and everybody knows it, Hunter is known is a known drug addict. And then, oh, well, you find drugs where he was. Got to be him or his dealer or somebody.
0: But most likely, it's him. You know, uh, we're a laughing stock around the world. They they want the U.S. citizens to just forget about it and move on, but people around the world are laughing at us. Case in point, in Australia, Sky News Australia, they were laughing about the cocaine in the White House thing. Listen.
4: We're going to go to the White House. Every time you think that the Biden administration can't get any more embarrassing, it's like they turn around and say, hold my beer, which of course is always Bud Light. In this week's episode of Biden blunders, cocaine has been found in the official residence of the White House. Now, the Secret Service are investigating how the cocaine got there. Hmm, I wonder what it was, Liz. Do you reckon it came from a wet market in Wuhan? Do you reckon it was left there by a bat? The Wall Street Journal film critic, Carl Smith, said, 357 former intelligence chiefs signed open letter blaming the Russians for cocaine in the White House library. I love this headline in The Australian because everyone's laughing at this now. The headline in The Australian said, snorts of derision as cocaine found in the White House with a picture of who? Hunter well,
5: Biden. he did leave just two days ago, so we all know who he was there and what was happening.
4: This gives new meaning to the White House powder room, Liz. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Terrible. it's just another example of the decay of the West and another reason for America's enemies to laugh at
0: them. You know, Hunter Biden on the 4th of July was out on the balcony with Jill and Joe. And mm-hmm. you probably have seen it, the picture where he's wiping his uh, nose. Yeah, he's wiping his nose. And yeah. Jill looks so ticked off. Jill looks so angry at uh, at somebody. I, I think it was Hunter for going out there stoned. You know, the the guy, the the guy has got 13 rehab uh, visits since 2003.
1: He's not, you know, you you don't rehab whether you're an alcoholic or a drug addict. You don't do it unless you want to. And even if you want to, it doesn't mean you can. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. And then if they do, they're going to have to use heavy drugs on you. And you're going to go from one addiction
0: to another addiction. I mean, it's a flaw. In the meantime, and I don't understand this. Instead of Biden taking on the responsibility of fixing his own family, trying to to rescue his only surviving son, you know, he's more concerned with running for re-election again. He is. He somehow he has put it out of his mind. Now maybe it's because. Apples don't fall far from the tree, and maybe Joe's got issues too that we don't know about. I'm just saying, you know. Even President Trump uh, made the statement about how he, it appears Joe has use, he, Joe's using something to lift him up when he's uh, in his placid condition. You know, when he's <laughs> kind of out of it. Um, so, and he implied that the, the cocaine might have been uh, Joe's and not Hunter's, but. Uh, who knows? I think the Secret Service knows, but uh, mm-hmm. whether we find out is beyond me. I thought, by the way, these organizations, like the Secret Service, they weren't responsible to the president; they were responsible to the American people for the protection. They were they were protecting the presidency for us, not for the president. They were well. Doing- that has changed. That has changed. Yeah. That's true. I thought the FBI worked for us, but that has changed. They don't. Yeah. Hey, you, you appointed some something out to me just before the show started. Oh, the AI. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about that. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, there's a there's a pack, a,
1: a right wing political pact. Mm-hmm. and uh, they've got millions upon millions of dollars that they're uh, dumping into the campaign. You go. well, oh, that's great. Well, they're destroying, trying to destroy Trump. Uh, Now, they're doing it for a lady in Iowa, but they're also going to do it for DeSantis. And they have an AI voice that they, what they did is they have a, a phone call, a secret phone call of Donald Trump. But it's not Donald Trump. He never said that. It wasn't him. Now, I can tell AI voices, and you can too when you hear it here, but imagine with it all produced. You're going to hear the commercial uh, that you're driving in the radio. You got it turned down. You're sitting there doing stuff. So that whatever it is that they say gets planted into your brain. You know. Now that makes me question. And you see all the memes out there now of the of the AI voices for uh, you know uh, Obama, Hillary, uh, Trump, and uh, Biden saying stupid stuff. So now that should pull into question every damn piece of audio. We have a secret found recording. Well, you can't trust anything anymore. And, well, you got the spot. Okay. Kim Reynolds is a conservative champion. She signed the heartbeat bill and stands up for Iowans every day. So why is Donald Trump attacking her?
6: I opened up the governor position for Kim Reynolds, and when she fell behind, I endorsed her. Did big rallies, and she won. Now she wants to remain neutral. I don't invite her to events.
1: Trump should fight Democrats, not Republicans. What happened to Donald Trump? Never Back Down is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: That's obscene. They present that like it's an actual piece of audio with Donald Trump talking, and it isn't.
1: No, it's not. Now, they could have tweaked that voice. You know, when you end a phrase, you end on a down note or a high note, depending on what you're talking about. There's a certain space between one sentence to the other sentence. You know, they, there was a little tweaking to do, but it was it was close. This, but the this, fact is,
0: it, it's misrepresented. This pack is putting in like a million dollars into promotion
4: mm-hmm.
0: for this thing. They, they know the word is out that it's AI, but I think they're counting on the fact that a lot of people aren't paying attention, and they just hear it, and like you say, in the background, and it becomes a subliminal message that actually works. Oh, I heard Donald Trump say this about so-and-so, you know? And it wasn't Donald Trump. You know, Trump should turn around and sue this organization. Yeah,
1: they should, uh, or he should, because uh, what they've done is they've taken his voice, they've taken a piece of audio from somewhere to mimic the frequencies of his voice, and they don't have it quite down. But either way, uh, you know, they don't own his voice in perpetuity. They didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't even sell his rights. You know, they'll say, well, they took it from. You know, public domain audio out there, that might
0: be their their way of hiding around it. This strike that we're watching right now, both strikes, the Writers Guild Mm -hmm. and the Screen Actors and After um, Union, they're all about AI. Uh, Think about this, folks. They will be able to do movies after the star has passed away with the star in the movie. I mean, if you watch this new Indiana Jones movie with uh, Harrison Ford, there's a lot of Harrison Ford that is all computer. And you, you be otherwise, I mean, he, he'd be the most athletic uh, octogenarian out there. I think he's 77 in real life. Yeah. He probably, they they gave him a lot
1: of money for it, and he probably thought, hey, what the hell. Uh, can't take it with me. You give me enough. Uh, I'm not going to be around for you. You know, if you want to have that image great but you know what he's forgetting is his heirs his rightful heirs that could uh do well with that that he could have created uh, you know uh, of course i have feelings about that too you know but i don't know it's not right i think when somebody when somebody passes their their whole essence goes with them and they're a memory that can be they're gonna be able to
0: do things like um in the not too distant future, you'll be able to see the brand new adventures of the Three Stooges, starring Mo, Larry, and Curly, yeah. and and you'll see it in color. It, and you'll it, they will sound exactly like the Three Stooges. They will look exactly like the Three Stooges. They just won't be the Three Stooges. I and use this that as, is, as an example. And this is why unions exist. You know, I'm not pro-union,
1: but they protect against. The big wigs uh, up up on high that uh, make all the money and go. oh, you know, well, profits are thin. How much profit do you need when you take a person? Yeah, the major stars out there. You know, you're you're doling out the dollars to get them, but it's the other guys. You know, the support workers or the guys that play the extra parts. that go, Would you like another drink, sir?
0: You know, I mean, that- what happens to the family? Let's say of Humphrey Bogart. He died in 1957. Massive star. Huge, huge star. And let's say all of a sudden somebody in Hollywood says, and we got the money, oh, I want to do my next movie starring Humphrey Bogart. And uh, can you do that? Sure, we can do it. How do you, What do you want them to do? And, and they create a Humphrey Bogart movie. Does the family get any residuals or royalties? Probably not. Probably yeah. not. They probably will get ignored. Because they will just consider it, uh, you know, their efforts and not the families. Exactly. And this is what they're trying. And with President Trump, he's out there, he's a public figure. He speaks every day to a lot of people, a lot of audio out there. All you have to do is take a good enough sample of him talking, feed it into a computer, write the script that you want him to say, and give the, the computer a few minutes to put it together. And And you'll have to the
1: races. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what they did there. So I, you know, that, when I heard that I was going like, I knew the capabilities were out there. And as a matter of fact, AI goes way, way back, Uh, back in the time when I was a young, 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 young man, Uh, I think back into my teens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, um, you know, it's, it's been developed over the years and it's gotten down to a science now. And with AI, it's free thinking just imagine
0: what they can do and how they can manipulate. It's funny. I, I just saw a movie a couple of days ago, Sunday, that um, I hadn't seen since it came out. And I figured, ah, I haven't seen this in a long time. I'm see whether it still holds up. It's called iRobot. Oh, yeah. iRobot. Yeah. Boy, yeah. does it hold up. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of scary. The robots they designed for the movie... Mm-hmm. kind of look like the robots they're working on right now yeah it, it, and their capabilities um, it, it, we it, when it came out in 2004 or something like that or 2005 we kind of smiled and said oh that that's in the future boy that's that's way down the road but right now yeah, 19 years ago but right now it's doing you know you can talk to your AI, in your house right now, and it'll give you the weather. It'll talk to you. It'll say hello. I mean, and that's just the most primitive kind of AI.
1: They oh, have... you're talking about the uh, the Alexa?
0: Or yeah. My, mine is Ziggy. Yeah. yeah. Mine is the one you just said. I'm not saying it because you respond. Wow. I mean, your Alexa sounds like my Ziggy. They're good friends. They're sisters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ah there it is yeah well you know i remember when that first came out and i kind of wondered An uh, older friend of mine boy he's up in his 80s now but uh, ironically still working but he was all excited when that came out and i go well jay why are you so excited about ai and he goes uh you know uh, i'm a single man so when i come home from work uh, i got nobody and on a rainy day at least i can talk to it and ask it questions And it gives me the feeling that there is somebody here. So you think about the older shut-ins; they welcome it. Oh yeah, younger people they welcome it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know know, what your friend said is true. I find myself sometimes when things are quiet. I I talked. I'll say you know I'll ask it uh, who won the Pirate game or who won the Red Sox game or you know I mean I'll ask it a sports and it gives you the score right away. I'll say when they playing next and they'll. They'll talk to you like it's somebody in the room. And then every so often, because it's programmed into their uh, software, it'll say, hope you had a great day, Jim, or oh, hope you had a great Friday. you know, and, you, and, and that kind of thing just humanizes it. And I'm thinking, this is, this is 2023. Let's cut to th- 2033. Where are we going to be? Will there be a hologram in your room where you walk into your house and you'll see an image of somebody? I mean, will it be somebody who's passed away in your life that you want you want to hang on to? Will you be able to literally see people who have passed on, and they will they'll they'll act like they're in the house? I mean, this is the kind of stuff we're moving toward right now, and I don't think it's all good.
1: Well, there's a video that's viral out there right now. And, you know, there's all kinds of theories that go on in the world. One of the big theories out there is, and this is getting into the weird stuff, but one of the big things, and uh, it came from a video of a young lady going, what if, you know, you don't know when you die, but, you know, you get shot. And right at that moment, your essence goes into an alternate reality where you're alive again, and you pick up kind of where you left off. And mm-hmm. that's where deja vu comes from. And I thought about that and I said, well, that's an interesting theory. But, you know, I think when you die, your essence goes out and it starts all over again because if you go and take – if you assume the body of somebody else or you're, you're equal in another alternative world, uh, what happened to the person that was in that body before? That that essence. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it didn't – so – but what's out there is there's people that believe – that we are living in a matrix of sorts to where we're not real. We're we're all just computer-generated living in a reality of some creature's doing. Maybe some little fat kid that's got a high school project has created this, this world, and it's planet Earth, and we're all living on it, and we're AIs. And what they put up as proof, and it was an interesting video, is a woman walking along the street, all the movements going on, And all of a sudden, like a glitch in a computer, she just freezes, you know, step in the air, hands, you know, in position. And she didn't move. And if you look at it, her hair wasn't blowing and it wasn't a pasted on video. And as a guy going, what the blank? You know, and then all of a sudden it just started walking again. Like it was a glitch in the animation, but everything on else all around it. Mm Mm-hmm was still working and happening. And you've seen it before on your computer where things hang up and part of it works and part of it doesn't.
0: you know. So that's the viral thing that's going you on know, right now. I, it, it, that, is, that is beyond, I think, the scope of my imagination right now. Um, but you have to wonder, for example, for years we were a world of horse and carriage, right, horse and buggy. Yeah. And, and then – in, when you look at the whole world and all of our history, in the snap of a finger, we went from uh, horse and buggy to cars, to airplanes, you know, biplanes, to prop- uh, propeller-driven planes, to jet airplanes, to uh, rocket ships. Uh, we, we have gone to computers. We've actually gone from, you know, to, from the telegraph to the radio to TV to the computer, and God knows where we're going, you know. And that's all been in a matter of like 130 years. It, it, that is a ridiculously small uh, small amount of time compared to the history of the world 130, 140 years. And um, you got to wonder whether there's something bigger going on that we don't know about. Some people will, and, and this is getting way off. But some people will say, well, that's the alien influence. If you watch, uh, there's a TV show on a history channel called Ancient Aliens, and the whole premise mm-hmm. is that uh, there are other beings out there and uh, they've had an influence on us. And maybe, this, maybe it's true. I don't know. You know, uh, maybe the government knows stuff that we don't know. I, I think there's a good chance of that. But uh, uh, I do know that we made some progress at a, at a breakneck speed uh in with regard to computers and and the like i mean think about it when you were were a young person maybe back in the seventies computers came out you you know you were excited about a texas instrument ninety nine and that was mm-hmm. the most simplistic computer that was out there, but it was something you could buy for your house and your kids and then Commodore came along and i b m came along with their their home computers that were DOS-based, and you thought, boy, it can't get any better than this. And then, before you know it, we were into Windows and all these other things, and now look at your computers. Your, Your cell phone has more power than the Pentagon computer system of 1950. The entire Pentagon computer system, which took up buildings in 1950, you hold a more powerful system in your hand when you make a phone call. And um, so we are at an acceler- a breakneck speed changing things, but the thing I worry about is are we racing towards doom? Uh, case in point, look at this war in the Ukraine. This war in the Ukraine, first of all, folks, I don't believe we're getting the truth from our side. We're being told constantly over and over again, that the Ukrainians have the upper mm-hmm. hand. I want to play a cut for you. This is a guy. Right. This is an Irish soldier, an Irish mercenary. Okay, he went over to the Ukraine 18 months ago, 17 or 18 months ago, to fight for the Ukrainians. He was out on the front line for um, the whole time. Now you're going to hear some, some. Uh, there'll be it's it's a vid- It's audio from a video cut. So occasionally you hear some sound effects and gunfire. And it may not make sense hanging there because the description carries the story. His description carries the story. Uh, This is uh, a guy who just left the front line like a week ago. They left the front in the dead of night with little fanfare
7: on departure. A pair of foreign fighters who had taken up the Ukrainian cause. Hundreds, if not thousands of international combatants have come to Ukraine's aid, much like the leaders of NATO, pledging support at the summit in Lithuania. But this small group has had enough. The train will take them home. The past few weeks on the Eastern Front have been the final straw. Ukraine's counter-offensive has struggled to achieve its objectives. We're stuck! Oh, f- As the Russians deploy mass artillery and minefields to slow the Ukrainians down. Who's
6: out there yelling?
7: The fighting has been brutal, although no one was killed in this incident. foreign fighters there is a refuge near the front a modest house in eastern Ukraine where the door is always open. And we met an Irishman there, a heavy machine gunner, who's been fighting in Ukraine for the past 17 months. What is it like right now on the front line? The zero point. Zero on zero line um,
2: it's it's horror. It's horror. There is just, it's, it's a genocide. It's slaughter. There is just people dead everywhere. Like Russians dead, Ukrainian people dead, Ukrainian soldiers dead, just left there. Just left there and
7: I don't know why. Chris Byrne says he was almost killed a few weeks ago as his multinational unit prepared to attack the line. It keeps sticking, all the bells, bro.
2: We were told there's a Russian trench line, and our job is uh, to go into the trenches and clear them out, hold them until uh, auxiliary units come, and then we go home.
7: They were taken to a staging area, but they had no air cover, and a pair of Ukrainian tanks withdrew. In the distance another tank approached the unit assuming it was friendly are you doing all right though yeah yeah i'm good but it wasn't (laughs) soldiers took cover in the woods hoping that assistance would arrive
3: any station any station
5: this is Bobble. can anybody hear me can anybody read me
7: Go, go go go. As the light fell, a Ukrainian truck pulled up and the survivors scrambled in the back. But Burns said they were spotted. A Russian tank giving chase.
0: Let's go.
2: Now we have the tank literally coming out it's starting to chase us. And that's terrifying when you see a big t72 coming for you and you're in a humvee pickup yeah you're it's like a hot night through butter. you're 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 finished so again all of us are screaming drive the humvee drive the humvee i was going mental never done like those big mountains like you have. But oh, I want
7: it, bro. This like, sanctuary is run by a muscular pastor, a New Zealander like called Owen Panoma. Really What's the point of, of this place, this this house? So be a, be, be so, some sort of support, you know, to sit there. Where are you from? You got kids, you know, basically to take their mind off war. Would have come here. Like, no one is pressured to communicate, I know, I but bet. the trauma will often make teeth teeth itself like, known. The they sleep, sleep, sleep talk scream. At that time you come out go to the toilet and think, oh, is all right? And the guys wake up, you know, they don't realise what they're doing. They may not be aware of what they're actually doing because it's quiet here. Out there, it's not. Byrne and a fellow fighter race to make their train with the past quickly stuffed in their rucksacks, but they can't leave it all behind.
8: It's the only ticket I have, hon. Huh?
7: These men have spent months on the edge. This will become a memory for me, yeah?
3: That's all it'll be. Just a memory that I'll try push, 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 push behind, that i hopefully forget.
2: I genuinely hope I forget it. but I know it'll haunt me It'll come back.
7: As NATO pledges arms, these men are pulling out, although their departure was delayed when the pair bought the wrong tickets turns out it was harder to leave than they thought
0: John Sparks Sky News in Eastern Ukraine I mean these are guys who are fighting or, or have been fighting on the front lines for a year and a half and mm-hmm. and they they were asked you know how was it he said bodies russian bodies ukrainian bodies ukrainian soldiers russian soldiers citizens. And, and they're, he said they're just laying on the ground out there. I don't know why. That's what he mm. said. And uh, uh, amazing. Uh, and we're being told, I got another cut here. Um, I don't know whether we have time. It's from NBC News. And they are spilling the propaganda to us. We're being told the Ukrainians are winning.
1: Well, I have a theory behind all of that. You know, the question is, though, what is war? What is war? Is it because we declared war? Or is it the fighting that's going on right now? We get involved because people don't want to go to war, but we might want to sit there. What is, what do we gain by being in a war or a conflict? Well,
0: I mean, you know, we spent uh, a, a number of years fighting the Vietnam war and that was an it un- wasn't, it wasn't a was war. A, yeah, it was not, it was an undeclared war.
1: Because we don't want to go to war. People don't want to go to war. But if we're in a conflict and we give our give ourselves a cause to be there, um, then then the people are for it. And then, you know, well, if we don't win this, we're going to we're going to go to war, you know, so people give more money. So we're supporting a cause that is satisfying something of the politicians and the money people. What is it? Well, obviously, when you get the war machine going. Uh, somebody's making money from all the artillery, all the weapons and everything that's used and politicians' pockets are being lined.
0: Well, I mean, I think the Korean War was a police action too. Yeah.' That's, that's, it's, uh, it's, it's Washington's way. Uh, we make money off of war. Listen to this. This is a one of the heads of NATO. He's a military mm-hmm. head of NATO. His name is Rob Bauer. And he's talking about uh, about the idea of all of the NATO countries getting involved in this war. This is what they want to do, folks. And by the way, he's asked at one point, what about uh, nuclear weapons? And he's, he says uh, he thinks uh, the good news is that Putin isn't insane. But th- th- they're relying on the sanity of one person. What have, What if Putin uh is taken out of the picture is his second in command in favor of nuclear war you know or is his third in command in favor of nuclear war these people are playing games with our lives and the lives of our families yes and they do it like you said for money and power i want you to play this this is rob bauer it's only a minute and a half
9: they have shown us in a document it was a concept treaty text in December 21. They sent us uh, a text which basically uh, uh, said we had to go back to the to the pre-1997 situation. Uh, and uh, that's what they're aiming for. That's their strategic objective. But you don't believe that it's only about to... No, it is about turning back to the old Soviet Union. The nations in NATO thought for decades that we were owning the timelines. We were the ones that decided to go to Afghanistan, to go to Iraq. It was a decision from NATO, from the NATO nations. And uh, so we owned the timelines. We were saying, when are we going, with how many troops, for how long, etc. Now we are facing a threat, which is Russia, that is coming to us, uninvited, at a moment of their choosing. So we have to be much more ready. We have no time. prepare because it is up to them when or uh, when they come.
6: We are ready to a direct confrontation with Russia. We are. Are we ready for nuclear war and do you believe in that possibility? Ah.
9: I think uh, Vladimir Putin is Ah. not insane, Uh, so that's the good news. Uh, He has ideas that are not uh, uh, our ideas uh, and that but he's not insane. So he is uh, he's still uh, a rational person. Um, and I think that is important with regard to the use of nuclear weapons. Well, I think um, it's extremely important that we all continue to agree on the fact that a nuclear war should not be fought and can never be won.
0: You know, isn't it amazing how these old politicians are so easy to commit the lives of your young your young Mm -hmm. people. I mean, it's been that way throughout history. You know, people who have nothing to lose have no problem losing yours. Right.
1: You know, Putin may not be insane, but uh, I'm not worried so much about his sanity. I'm worried about uh, some people in D.C., their sanity. And we can go from the top of the, the, the food chain there all the way down.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why we aren't into a peace negotiation right now in the Ukraine. First of all, like Trump said, we never should have gotten into that war. No, we shouldn't. And he says that he believes that it wouldn't have happened if he had been still in the uh, Oval Office. Uh, but, and I do think that they look at Biden and see nothing but weakness, nothing but weakness on the world stage. People look at Biden and they laugh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, uh, So that makes your enemies stronger. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to play another cut. This is from NBC. This is another longer piece. We're staying with the Ukraine for another segment here, Um, talking about the Ukrainian troops killing Russians. How? Again, this is our media trying to point out all the successes the Ukrainians are having. You just heard from somebody who was on the front line. Who was saying we're getting our fannies kicked, you know all these sto- all these stories have one purpose
1: to keep us supporting this effort. Not a war, No, no, it's not a war, but it is an effort that uh, for the good guys and we're the good guys.
0: Yeah, this is... uh, Sure we are. NBC News.
8: Now to Ukraine's ongoing counteroffensive against Russia. The intense fighting leading to small gains for Ukrainians as more troops train to take on those Russian forces. NBC's Raf Sanchez is in Kharkiv as Ukrainian special forces start to fight trench by trench. And a warning, this video may be disturbing.
5: Tonight, Ukrainian forces releasing this footage of close-quarters combat commandos in intense gun battles trench by trench shooting Russian soldiers. The video blurred because of its graphic nature. Two weeks in, Ukraine's counteroffensive is gaining ground, but slowly and at a cost. This assault with tanks and self-destructing drones leading to the liberation of a hamlet in Zaporychia. Ukraine's flag raised for the first time since it fell under Russian occupation more than a year ago. But right now, progress is being measured in small villages, not cities. Russian forces are dug in and bringing their superior air power to the fight. Ukrainian troops also advancing through fields of Russian landmines like this. But Ukraine has a new tool in its arsenal. And it comes from the U.S. These troops are simulating loading up onto an American-made MRAP. This is a mine-resistant vehicle supplied by the United States. And it's designed to protect Ukrainian troops as they pass through waves of Russian minefields. Each vehicle weighs 14 tons, and the U.S. has given Ukraine more than 500 of them since the start of the war. And though this driver hasn't had American training, he used Google to fill in the blanks. We searched for about five days to find the air conditioning, he says. These troops are from the Hurricane Brigade of Ukraine's National Guard. Romeo! They're a mixture of combat veterans and new recruits, and they're practicing the kind of trench warfare they'll face when they join the counteroffensive. Are these men ready to fight for real in the East? Yes, they're ready to some extent, he says. They've gone through almost four weeks of training and still have a little more to go. This officer, codenamed Jeannie, is one of the unit's veterans. Before the war, you were helping people learn English, and now you're fighting full-time. Yeah. Did you ever imagine this would be your life? Um, no, I, I never dreamed of it, you know, in this way. Uh, but uh, in 2014, it was obvious. I, I cannot stand, stay away from this. Do you feel that there will ever be peace here? Yes, of course, when we're going to kill all Russians. When you win? <laughs> yes. <laughs> how long do you think that will take? Uh, it doesn't matter how long it will take. We need to stop them. Ordinary people taking up arms and determined to fight for as long as it takes.
8: And Raf Sanchez joins us now from Kharkiv, Ukraine. Raf, we, we go back to the big picture here. How concerned are the people there in Ukraine, where you are, about you know sort of the slow progress of this counteroffensive?
5: Yeah, Aaron, well publicly Ukrainian officials are putting a brave face on this. President Zelensky said earlier tonight that whether it's sooner or whether it's later, the blue and yellow flag of Ukraine is once again gonna be flying all over the south and the east of this country. It is also worth saying that at this point, Two weeks or so into this offensive it is just too early to judge whether it has been a success or a failure and that's because we've yet to see the ukrainians mount an all-out assault on one part of the russian lines and really kind of push all their chips to the middle of the table
8: aaron and raf i understand too that ukraine says it hit several russian ammunition depots what can you tell us about that
5: yeah ukrainian officials are saying that they used long-range weapons to hit these russian depots deep behind enemy lines you saw just these enormous plumes of smoke visible for miles in every direction we don't know exactly which weapons the ukrainians used but analysts are taking this as a sign that the ukrainians are getting increasingly sophisticated at carrying out these kind of long-range strikes
0: Okay, that's NBC, and that's their report on the Ukraine. You'll notice that it was very Mm one-sided, very pro-Ukraine. The Ukrainians are having great success. Uh, And you heard the actual soldier who was on the front line for 17 months, who was fighting for the Ukraine, who was saying Mm -hmm. there were thousands of Ukrainian bodies and Russian bodies lying around the place. He didn't sound like they were having much success. You know and I and then you hear stuff like Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham hasn't seen a war that he doesn't love and, I, and I, I, I there must be something behind this that we can't we can't see something in the darkness that he otherwise why would he be so enthusiastic when he says things like this to Zelensky?
4: Free or die free or. die. Now we are free. Yes and we will be. and the Russians are dying. This is the best money we've ever spent. Thank you so much. That
0: was, and the Russians are dying. It's the best money we ever spent. He says that to Zelensky. That's Lindsey yeah. Graham. Yeah. How do you feel if you're a Russian and hearing I know. that? Oh, inspired. That's what you, yeah. you know to, to carry on the fight. Yeah. By By
1: the way, there are a lot of Russians in the United States. When I say that, I mean not direct from the Soviet Union, but they were born here. I have Russian-German blood in me. So when I hear that, I'm going like, oh, that's nice. You want to kill me. You know, that's what
0: I think, you know? I hesitate to say this because people get ticked off, but this, but the Ukrainians essentially are cousins to the Russians. Yeah. They, they, they talk about it like they're from a distant planet, but for the longest time, the Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, uh, and uh, they... They shared a common government and a common history in a lot of ways. And they have kinfolk on each side of the line
1: there. Just like, you know, you had East and West Germany, you know, when they had the wall up. You know,
0: there was still, they were one at one time. So uh, we're being sold a bill of goods, I think. We're Mm -hmm. being told that the Ukrainians are getting the upper hand, that we're winning. I think they do this because the Americans like to be on the side of winners. We don't want to be on the side of people who are losing, right? Right. So you're not going to put money into a losing cause. But if you're winning and you just need a few more dollars to make it work, well, that's a different story. We're all in. Yep. And that's exactly what I think these people are doing to us. I don't think we're winning. I think uh, it has been – I don't understand, and I I don't think I'll ever understand why we are there. Why are we in the Ukraine? People can't find the country on the map.
1: Well, I mean, there's money involved for us. Uh, That's the only reason I can see why we're there. We just found a cause and a place to get rid of our old munitions so that we, we can buy new and keep that, uh, keep that industry going. You know, we,
0: we're at a point right now, I, we've said this before, but we are low on our own supplies in this country. We're short on bullets, artillery shells. It's amazing. Well, we, we just gave cluster bombs
1: to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. All right. And I heard Biden the other day going, well, yeah, we're running low
0: in cluster bombs now. We're going to have to get new. Well, why'd we give them up in the first place? You know, we just hear that in that report, they show they talked about us sending over these uh, heavy armored uh, trucks that are made to be driven through minefields. They're so they're so well built and so strong that they can drive over a mine. It can explode under the truck, and it will just keep going. With the soul, that's what that's what the uh, the strength of this truck is. You know, mm-hmm. these trucks have got to cost. A lot of money, half a million dollars maybe per truck, and we send over. What did he say? Thirteen trucks or fifteen trucks? Yeah. Uh, it's well,
1: your, yeah. The armament on that
0: thing has got. I mean, I mean, the the steel that's in that thing to protect it. Amazing, and uh, it's meant to carry a whole bunch of soldiers, and so it's a big truck. It's it's this. Everything they talk about is costing you and I something, our tax dollars. You know. Biden said yesterday, I don't know that you he heard this, he's he's really dedicated to building a, a new 21st century railroad system in our country. With what, Joe? You, you're spending all of our money. You're you're sending it over to foreign countries. You know, you, talk is cheap. Say what you want, but if you really meant that, you would have done it two years ago. Are we ever going to be able to pay off the debt? Oh, oh no, that... That's something, Bill, that our, our grandkids and our great-grandkids will never see done in their lifetime, thanks to these people. I mean, at some point, money becomes
1: an insignificant factor in the world
0: because if we can't pay it back... Boy, if it's insignificant, they sure like getting getting their hands on it, don't they? Well, yeah, they
1: sure want to get their hands on it, so, you know, you got to wonder how this is all going to play out because... Uh, you know, people are, seem to be getting richer. The cost is going up. People seem to be getting richer. Certain people seem to be getting richer. Not everybody, because the narrative that comes out of the White House is total BS. That, oh, we've created so many jobs, the economy is going way up, and uh,
0: everything that they say is not really true. You know, that uh, I meant to ask you that Rob Bauer, the chairman of the NATO Military Committee, uh, mm-hmm. who was talking, the guy who said, uh, fortunately, you know, uh, Putin is not insane, that scares me because it says to me they really haven't truly considered the reality of a nuclear war. They're just sort of counting on the fact that Putin's not nuts. We can go to war with Russia, and they won't use any nuclear weapons. You know, they may not use the big ones, but if they use the tactical ones, will that be enough to start a nuclear war throughout the world? Well, at some point in time, you are backed into a corner.
1: There's no way of winning, but you have you have the Hail Mary, you have the nuke. Oh boy, if you're gonna lose anyway, uh, even a even a rational man will sit there and say, "The hell you're gonna,"
0: boom, there it goes. Nobody wins. So what you're saying is, this war with Russia, we can't win.
1: No, you can't win it because if put yourself as put yourself in Putin's place. All right. So, it's not going well and you're going to lose, your country's going to lose. So, what are you going to do to keep them from losing, to keep yourself from losing? You're going to play that one card. That one card that no, everybody says, well, because we hold that card, nobody is going to do it.
0: The hell you're not. So all of these great military minds in the Pentagon and the Department of Defense, they all know mean this. Nothing. They all know this, and they're still doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're playing poker. They're playing poker with our lives because it, they're, they're bluffing, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to do what they're doing.
0: No, it doesn't. Um, and then we have stuff like this. So, you know, John... Kirby, the, uh, the national security spokesman for Joe Biden, mm-hmm. he was out on, uh, on the stage yesterday in front of the media, and they asked him uh, about the Department of Defense's new ruling on abortion in the military. And, oh, this is great. Uh, yeah. and, and Kirby defends abortion in the military. Listen.
3: Why is the new DOD policy on abortion critical to military readiness?
6: I'm really glad you asked that question. No, I mean, I really am. One in five members of the U.S. military are women, 20%. We're an all-volunteer force. Nobody's forcing you to sign up and go. People volunteer to go. You raise your right hand and you say, I'm going to do this for a few years or even for my life, and it might cost me my life to do it. And when you sign up and you make that contract, you have every right to expect that the organization, in this case the military, is going to take care of you and they're going to take care of your families and they're going to make sure that you can serve with dignity and respect no matter who you are, who you love, uh, or uh, or how you worship or don't. And, um, and our policies, whether they're diversity, inclusion, and equity, or whether they're about transgender individuals who qualify physically and mentally to serve to be able to do it with dignity, or whether it's about female service members one in five or female family members being able to count on the kinds of health care and reproductive care specifically that they need to serve uh, that is a foundational sacred obligation of military leaders across the river uh, i've seen it myself and it matters because it says we're invested in you because you are are being willing to invest in us. You're investing your life, your family's livelihood with us, we owe you that that back in return. I had a chance a couple of weeks ago to meet with some military spouses here at the White House. Um, Some were active duty members, some were spouses, all were women. And 201, they told me uh, that abortion laws in this country that are now being passed are absolutely having an effect on their willingness to continue serving in uniform or to encourage or discourage, in this case, their spouses from continuing service. So if you don't think there's gonna be a retention and a morale issue, think again, because it's already having that effect. I have uh, a son in the Navy, I think you all know that, and son-in-law too, they're both stationed down in Norfolk on destroyers. You know, They're proud to keep serving their country in the Navy, but you know, the Navy told them where to go. They go. You go where you're told. That's the way orders work. You go where you're assigned. You don't get to choose. And so what happens if you get assigned to a state like Alabama, which has a pretty restrictive abortion law in place, and you're concerned about your reproductive care? What do you do? Do you say no and get out? Well, some people may decide to do that. And what does that mean? That means we lose talent, important talent. And we're, again, an all-volunteer force. Recruiting is tough enough as it is with a very strong economy out there. We want to keep the people that we get, and we want, to, we want to make sure that they can continue to serve. So it has it can have an extremely, extremely significant impact on our recruiting and our retention. Not to mention, it's just the right darn thing to do for people that raise their hand and agree to serve in the, in the military.
0: You know, folks, there are some lousy officers in the service. There are some great military minds, but then there are some real fatheads. I would submit that he had to be a fat you know he was an admiral he was an admiral in the navy yeah and,
1: and for uh, him to say what he's saying there like you know these people you know they 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 have these abortion values and they have this value and this woke value but if they go to a state that doesn't support that well they don't want to be in the military you know? well what about the people that have you know certain values and you know, the non woke value that they have and Well that's you know meaningless
0: what? to these guys, Bill. That means nothing. You know. Well then okay,
1: then who the hell you know what? You know, we always say if you don't like it, get out. What's the bigger crowd? Because we can we can take a line and draw it right down the middle of this country and see, you know, what's what. You know, maybe maybe it's time for the divide. Maybe it is time to sit there and say, You woke liberal so and so's? That is your side over there. Keep your keep your feet out you know, of our
0: side. You're not welcome. That guy's name is John Kirby, and yeah. I would venture to say Kirby is what Irish and probably he's probably Catholic. I I mean maybe not, maybe not. Not every Kirby is Catholic, but there's a, there's a good possibility he is. But this is the typical woke thing. It's politics above religion. The, the left I mean look at Biden. Biden definitely is Catholic, right? And there's never been a more pro choice president out there. He he hasn't seen a baby he wants that he doesn't want to abort. This guy is this guy is is amazing. And then he, go, he he tells everybody he's a he's a practicing Catholic. Well you need more practice, pal, because you sure as hell aren't doing a good job. Uh that's just my own humble opinion. But I mean, I, I listen to Kirby talking, and he's so, so. Uh, he's talking about the military. We, we're going to lose talent if we have people leave because of an, an abortion issue. How about the life you're going to take? Is that meaningless to you, John? I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that the fact that you are you are taking a life to keep that quote talent in the military is all you're concerned with. Hmm. I mean, uh, listen. I think that it's a empty, vacuous argument on his part, and that's again, that's my opinion. Uh, I, I have a lot of compassion for people who are, are uh, with an unexpected child. I think there are options if you can't take care of the child. There are people who want that child, uh, uh, and I don't think, but I don't think, it be, I don't think it should be killed. That's just my opinion. I don't, I don't think the answer is to kill it. And if you have made that unfortunate decision and it's been the wrong decision, I don't believe that uh, and and you're sorry, you're repentant, I do believe that, uh, that that God still loves you too. Everybody makes mistakes. It's hmm. it's the person who keeps making the mistake that has the problem. You know there's some people out there who wear that as a badge of honor. I had an abortion and I liked it. You know, I've seen women with Oh those t-shirts, yeah. Well, look, you know, look at you. Yeah, you have the people who go, I've had 13
1: abortions. Yeah. Then you are an immoral person. I'm not saying, you know, that you can't have your sexuality. I guess that's the way that I'll put it. Uh, but you have to have some responsibility, too, with the creation and d- destruction of life. And apparently, on the left, life has
0: no meaning. does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you heard John Kirby. He is... He's a big pro-abortion guy saying it's so right for the military to be able to offer abortions to its hmm. servicemen and women. Uh, I just think it's a, a huge... By the way, this whole woke thing in the military, it's just killing us as a, as a, as a yeah. fighting force. It is. He, he says yep. people are leaving because of abortions. No, they're leaving because of your woke policies. That's yeah. why they're leaving. Yeah, apparently the
1: Democrats eat their own. I mean, Kennedy, you know, he came out the oh. other day and was, he was talking about uh, COVID, how it targets, well, white people and, and certain other, you know, uh, 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 what, what's the word I'm saying for? Uh, whatever your uh, your origin and people of origin. Nationalities, certain, yeah. Nationalities, that's the word. Ethnicities. Ethnicities. Ethnicities, that's what I was looking for. I went blank. Again, my computer... It was I, working fine, but my printer was out, so you, I don't have anything in front of me. It's all in my mind. But Bill,
0: anyway. listen carefully. I have a minute and 45 seconds. We tried to play it yesterday. It's been cleaned up a little bit, but I want to play RFK, and I want you to listen carefully. He's in a and room. then we'll tell you what the left is doing. Yep.
3: And we need to talk about bioweapons. The level, I know a lot now about bioweapons because I've been doing a book on it for the past two and a half years, and... Um, uh, and you know the, the, what we—the technology that we now have—all these microbes, we have we've put hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID nineteen, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID nineteen attacks certain races disproportionately the, uh, the, the, the the races that are most immune, immune to COVID-19 are because of the of the structure of the uh, um, the genetic structure of different genetic differentials among different races of the um, of the receptors of the ace2 receptor um, Covid-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and uh, and uh, and uh, Black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and uh, and Chinese. And but, we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted that or not, but there are papers out there that show the you know the um, the racial and ethnic differential and f- impact to that. We do know that the Chinese are spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing ethnic bioweapons, and we are developing ethnic bioweapons. That's where all those labs in the Ukraine are about. They're collecting Russian DNA. They're collecting Chinese DNA, so that we can target people.
0: So what happened is the media hopped on that. They clipped. Mm-hmm. They clipped the audio, a little bit of it. Yeah. And they made it so that it fit. It fit their story you can continue with, with the UK. yeah
1: well CBS was doing it but now they're shunning him for his fake narrative like that's not happening that's never happened and he's just a bad guy all the way around you know i yeah. got to wonder if he's going to stay affiliated with the democrats uh, cuz they're they're
0: getting ready to publicly hang this guy the new- kennedy the new york post was the first by the way he was speaking in a closed room it was supposed to be off the record he thought it was off the record. He's sitting around having dinner with some people, and there was a reporter in the other end of the room. That's why it sounded so hollow, the audio, who had his phone uh, recorder on. I guess he was recording the whole conversation. And yeah. essentially what he said was is that they they he thinks this is, there's a case to be made that COVID was a bioweapon and that it was designed genetically to— Uh, be more effective with uh, people who were either uh, black or white as opposed Mm to Akhenazi Jewish and Chinese. They were the least affected. And they made it sound like that uh, he was being anti-Semitic. When they played the clip, they talked about him being anti-Semitic. He wasn't being anti-Semitic. It was actually the article he was talking about came from a Journal of Medicine. And right. he, was, he was talking about the facts that came from a, a, a place that uh, was well-respected, not some crackpot website somewhere. So it's a well-founded theory or question. Yes, exactly. And the, the media, like Bill said, is trying to destroy Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, you have to ask yourself, wait a why? second. He's a, yeah, he's a Democrat. Why are they, why are they killing this Democrat off?
1: Well, because he doesn't support the gen- the agenda of the powers that be that have obviously taken over and manipulated and control that party, and trust me, folks, they also have they have uh, stronghold in the Republican Party too. But you know that tape, you know, is a private closed door session, so you're just sitting there, hypothesizing, theorizing, but it's based on you know. Founded Truths, a medical journal report. Yep. So you're, you're doing that, but it's a private conversation. Yeah. But yet the Democrats are so paranoid because that's what would make you do it. You're paranoid, you know, and you go in there. Well, I'm going to record this in case they say something.
0: That is like a stalker.
1: Yeah, it's breaking you know, all the you,
0: rules of uh, decorum when it comes to, uh, you know, reporters, journalists, and and the media, and the uh, politicians, when, when they say something, look, this is off the record, you are supposed to respect that. It's off the record. You know, you're supposed to turn off your recorders. You're supposed to put away your pens. And you're not supposed to report on it when a, when a politician says that. But the rules don't mean anything to this uh, media anymore. They just record whatever they want, whenever they want, and they use it if they feel it's going to be, be beneficial to them. Yeah. But I have good well, news. Well, they want the scoop. Yeah, I, go ahead. I think we should end the program on a positive note. Oh, okay. There, there was no winner in the Powerball last night, so Bill, the next jackpot is over a billion dollars. I'm not sure how I'm going to spend it, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun trying. I haven't even checked my numbers yet. All I, I can mean, tell I you be... is, we had one in Pennsylvania that won a million dollars, so there is still hope for you. There's still hope. Well, I got to check my numbers then. You yes. know? I got, um, I got you two know. I got two numbers, but two numbers don't mean diddly squat in Powerballs. two numbers and the Powerball. Then you get like yeah. $4. But uh, anyway, close but no cigar. But the good news is the jackpot is over a billion dollars now, which means if you take the cash option, you can walk away with $525 million. Now, I would have to ask myself, wait a second. I think the other way, if you get the billion, is they give you a payout every year for twenty years. So I'm thinking, well, maybe an accountant will tell me when it's this high. The logical thing to do is take the twenty-year payout because yeah, probably, even though I, even though I probably won't be around to see the, you'll 20 still get year, more money.
1: Yeah. yeah, you'll
0: still get more money. The family will still benefit, you know, because I think you can yeah. pass it on to your heirs. Anyway, my friend, uh, there is hope. You still may be a rich man. I still may. I still. I may be sitting across from a millionaire right now. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my friend, uh, that is about it. Do you uh, want to end with your signature, signature ending? Well, uh. you have to warm up? Do you have to gargle yeah, with anything? Or yeah, have- yeah, but, yeah. let me take a sip of coffee. Right, you want to gargle or something? to get. Uh, that's good. Case, here's this. <laughs> uh, here here, here. here well, comes you, the wind well, up. Did you vibrate your cricoid? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right.
1: Hasta yeah. la vista, baby!
0: I'm out of here. <laughs> well done. Thank you.